Good evening, everybody. So uh, here's the deal with tonight, right? So first of all, as everybody could probably tell by my voice, I'm sick as fuck right yeah, now. Yeah, John's like, dying. <laughs> I, I feel like shit, but I am a dedicated, responsible game dad who loves his game children. And so even though there's only three of us, we said, fuck it. Let's just sit around and bullshit for a little while. Um, I'm going to do my best. I got a cough drop in right now, so I'm going to do my best to hang. Um, <laughs> is it medicated? It is actually no. This is the good shit, man. I've got the um, I've got the stuff with like you know like I've got it's honey lemon, yes, right? Because yes. I don't has to, be. has to be honey lemon. I don't yeah. fuck around with menthol. Uh, <laughs> just it it tastes like shit. None of that Vicks vapor of shit. I don't like that Vicks vapor rub taste. I don't. I really don't. But 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 here's the here's here's the real shit. These cough drops have like the gooey like honey lemon oh, like yeah. filling inside Ooh, of them. Now we're talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah it gets a good, get, get a good throat coat. Hell yeah. yeah, man. That's like some shit you can drop in some tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had my, in my little flowery cup. You have here, a hot toddy? I had a, well, no, I was drinking it while we were off stream, but I had, uh, Vicky made me a little bit of that lemon ginger zinger with mm -hmm. a little honey and sugar. Dude, goes down so smooth when you got a sore throat. You got to make, you got to make it a hot toddy, man. I ain't gonna lie though, dude. I feel like fucking ass. Yeah. Like, I I feel like somebody beat the shit out of me. It's it's fucking terrible. Just punched you in the throat several <laughs> times. Sam in chat uh, says honey lemon throat coat or get out. No question. Yeah, Sam is absolutely. correct. Like that that might be one of the best takes Sam's ever had. John, I'm um, gonna be thinking of you as I as I drink this boiler maker. Man, I really like. I could have a beer, but you know, like if I'm if I'm sick and shit, like I wouldn't enjoy it. You know, so whatever. It's fair. Um, I, I almost took the night off because we've got the morning show that we're kicking off tomorrow to kind of rest my vocal cords. But fuck it, dude, there's no rest for us, man. Like yeah, man, that's not how it goes. You got to no, have those dulcet, don't. gravelly tones, man. We do. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do I sound a little smoldering right now? A little like, bit. Do you've I? got kind like, of a, I, a little bit of I growl in you. You've got a little growl in your voice. How's everybody in the chat tonight? <laughs> no, you're no Christopher Judge, let me tell you that. I'm, I, I'm definitely not. I'm de I could probably do a pretty good Batman from... Uh, like, I could probably do a pretty do the good Kevin Christian Conroy Bale. Batman? No, 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 I could probably do the Christian Bale Batman right now. See, pretty I think good, you right? could do a pretty good animated series Batman. I think you're it's getting close. not who I am underneath. Anyone can do I that. Do. All you have to do is that hate yourself. Me. No? So, <laughs> that actually, like, almost... I feel like my throat's bleeding now. No, shouldn't, you shouldn't it do sucks. that then it really fucking sucks what's up everybody uh episode 148 of sdgc as you can see it's only me derek and brandon but who fucking cares uh ev literally everybody else oh and look at that rar uh rar just subscribed to tier one rar thank you bro. thank you thank you buddy we, we, we appreciate that um now, now with the coveted saki emote um uh that so derek we've got some more emojis coming don't we I mean, eventually, I've got to get a, a a picture of a barrel from one of the like eight people in SDGC that said they were going to get a barrel <laughs> picture. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will get I will get you one. I will get you it'll, one tonight. It'll happen in due time. We're gonna have the fuck barrel, uh, emoji, and then I think, I mean, it's it's got to be the yellow beanie, right? Like it's sure. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, we, I mean, who knows? We can, like, we can yeah, worry about we'll, this later. We can fucking worry about that later. Yeah. Um, right now. Do we want so like uh, there's not a lot that happened this week. Uh we're going to talk about the Sony Microsoft stuff. We're going to talk about um we're going to talk about a couple other things, but right now let's talk about some games we've been playing. Uh, do we want to kick off with a Plague Tale or Brandon, do you want to start with uh Rage 2? Uh I want to hear about a Plague Tale. Yeah. All right. I got to hear about this game cuz I didn't really even know anything about it until a couple days ago. So 
Oh, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote tweet oh, the. I, uh, I know absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, than, uh, I'd seen the name. Positive impressions, but I don't even know what the gameplay is like, or the so, genre of the game, or anything even like that. <laughs> so I, so this game wasn't even on my radar until literally uh, yesterday, like the day it came out. I had no fucking idea. I don't know. I don't know where I was when they were talking about this game, but all of a sudden I saw a Plague Tale in my feed, and it was getting really good reviews. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? So. Uh, read the reviews. I was like, you know what? This sounds fine. Um, it's set in 14th century France during the uh, during the plague and you know during the you know the Spanish Inquisition, which is not a time period or especially a, a subject that you see tackled in games very often. Uh, you know, talking about the Black Death. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. So you're playing as Amicia, not Alicia, Amicia. And uh, <coughs> dude, I'm gonna have nothing by tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna That's have nothing fine. left. But um, you're playing as Amicia, and she is a the daughter of a French nobleman. And the whole point of the game is your brother is sick with something. It's not the plague, but I That's don't really weird, know. That's in the name, so. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, it's it, he's not sick with the plague. He's got, like, they say something, a condition in his blood. They haven't really specified what it is. But you are you are trying to get him through 14th century France during the time of the plague. And it's primarily like 95% puzzle-based stealth. Um, and uh, right off the bat, first of all, the game is fucking gorgeous. Um, it is a... I've never even heard of the developer. Uh, if somebody can, in chat could throw out who the developer is, I feel like an asshole not knowing it right off the bat. Um, I've never heard of them. This game is fucking gorgeous, especially with the lighting. And, uh, and speaking of the lighting, light is... Ex- a Sobo, a Sobo studio. Yeah. Like I said, never fucking heard of them. Um, <coughs> whenever I hear a Sobo, I think of the big bald guys from, from Double Dragon, by the way. It's very similar. A Bobo. A Bobo. Uh, but um, light is very important uh, in A Plague Tale because what else is, you know, what was the carrier of the plague in, you know, in the 14th century? It was rats. And rats are the primary antagonist in this game. And there are upwards of 6,000 rats on screen. Uh, and dude, let me tell you, they are so fucking stress inducing. Like, so, so dude, like, like, and you wouldn't think that there would be like massive epic set pieces. I have to look at a trailer of this. Yeah. Dude, there are literally parts of the game when you're like on a a battlefield littered with corpses and you know, the lights dimming, you know, the sun's going down and all of a sudden, like literally just rats start exploding out of the earth and you've got to get to a... And the whole point of the game... Wait, this is M-rated? I, what, what game? I had no idea what this game was. Dude, like the, like, the technology used to create the rats is amazing. Like, they're they're in constant motion. If you're in chat, look up a... Like, like by all means, uh, you know, look up a video of it right now. Um, it's pretty incredible. Um, touching the... Like, the rats getting on you, instant death. You're done. Like, and these things will... I mean, it's it's crazy how how stress inducing they they actually are. And uh, Sam says Asobo has like 50, 50 devs on the team, if that. Um, what they've done is extremely impressive. Um, and when I say puzzle based stealth, basically, um, a, a couple chapters into the game, like things open up. Like for example, in chapter five, I think there's like seventeen chapters. It's a meaty game, by the way, too. Like it's like fucking like like a fourteen fifteen hour game. Um, so I got to a battlefield. Right, I got to a battlefield and like the gameplay a little bit. Um, did you, did you guys ever play uh play a uh, Echo? Yeah, actually, you know what I was gonna say when we were done was this kind of reminds me about 
uh, like of Echo, which is another small studio, really graphically impressive for how small it is, built on one central like stealth and puzzle mechanic that does really, really good at making you feel incredibly stressed out. Um, so if it, exactly. may, if, if it gives you that same feeling as Echo, I'm down because it was well, a great little title. So like, so like, it's not a platformer, but the reason that it gives me the, the, uh, the Echo vibes is because you remember how you're constantly ho holding Yorda's hand? Yeah. It's the same thing here. Like you're, oh. you're, you're constantly holding your little brother's hand. Like you, he's you always mean... with you. I'm talking like, yeah, yeah. So you mean so the, the, like, the game before Shadow of the Colossus in the same series, not yes. the, the indie title Echo that came out See, um, no. a oh, couple no. years ago. I was not the only one. I was confused. I'm sitting here thinking, no. I've never heard of a game called Echo. I'm sure there's yeah. a game called Echo, but I don't know what you're talking about. And when you said Yorda, I was like, oh. Means well, then, yeah. 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 Anyway, but um, but it, it it so it's very similar to that. It, like it, it really gives me those vibes because your your brother is a constant presence, and you have to help him navigate all these all these challenges that he can't do on his own. He's only like you know seven or eight years old. Um, so you know, like I was crossing a battlefield, so right? It's very and much a little bit like Brothers or a way out. A little bit, yeah, a, a little it's bit. Single player, right? It is single player, yeah. There's no multiplayer aspect aspect here. Um, and it doesn't need it. Um, I reach this battlefield, which is literally covered with so many dead bodies that you're just walking on the bodies. Um, and there are rats that like just are just like swarming in and throughout the body. So you've got to constantly get from light source to light source. There's like bonfires around the battlefield and torches. You got to find a way to like, and you can get sadistic too. There are guards, like, you know, the, the Inquisition is after you. Um, and like, for, for example, you can start using the environment in really creative ways. Like you can either, you can sneak up behind a guard and knock him out with some, like some sleep powder. You can throw something and try to distract him. Or if he's carrying a lantern, you can take a rock and knock the la like knock the light in the lantern out and the rats will swarm him and kill him. Um, it's really, really cool. And the, the, the voice acting is really well done too. Um, and I just, I could not, I, I could not be more impressed with, with what they've done. And, and it's also a $49 title. It's not even a full price title and you're, you're getting a beautiful game with some interesting gameplay systems, uh, a great story. Like I just, I'm in love with this game. Like I'm, I I've been playing it. I was, I just got done playing it before we started the podcast. Um, it's great. And on, on PC, by the way, Brandon, uh, it runs, uh, at a very easy 60 frames a second. Um, oh awesome with all those rats even yeah damn huh. are Which you playing on pc like, or are you I, I, i'm playing on ps4 pro but it, okay. but and it, it, it's a lock 30 because i just you know i'm, I'm yeah. not a huge pc gamer oh, it's, but it's but, 45 dollars on steam yeah and it runs really well brandon it runs huh. really well. so it's, it's just it's fun. selling pretty well on steam the, it is yeah it's, it's up there <clears throat> dude it's a great fucking game like i would highly recommend it to everybody if you're on the fence don't have to wish list um, it you know, I'm, I'm just i just was gonna add it to my wish list let's see oh it's there's fantastic. a sean bean trailer i saw someone talking about that earlier Derek, are, so Derek, Derek, what have you been playing um a bunch of different things uh obviously i've been continuing to slowly play super robot wars t because that's the kind of thing that lasts forever and you got to play in bits um i've been streaming um dark souls 2 just finished today i uh had just beat sekiro earlier this week uh it's been <laughs> streaming it and i took the and i finally was like look i can't do this on stream it's a little too much for me to try to experience this fresh and also entertain. Um, so of course, the minute I stopped streaming it and just started playing, I started tearing through the game. Um, 
But uh, and that was a good experience. Um, tomorrow I'm starting up Dragon's Dogma again for the first time in forever, and I'm looking oh, wow, forward to that. Wow, that. Make sure you tweet that at Wow; he'll be happy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But um, that's where I'm at right now. Right now it's a good backlog time for me um, because there hasn't been a whole lot that's come out super recently. Like I'm not usually a big shooter guy, and usually not a big open world type of guy. So like Rage and Days Gone, big releases, everyone's really enjoying them. Not really up my alley. Usually. I haven't so, even like it hasn't even crossed my mind to pick up Days yeah, Gone. I'm so sure for, I'll try it at some point. For me, I don't think there's anything really for me, like maybe judgment next month. Uh but other than that, it's not until we hit like Fire Emblem and um Marvel Ultimate Alliance that I have remind any other me, big titles to grab. Remind me what judgment is again. Judgment is the uh Yakuza team. They're new oh, IP. Oh right, okay, yeah. So I don't care about that. Oh, um, I don't know how you can say that, but that's okay. I'm not a Yakuza. I've never been a Yakuza guy. Oh, just, just, just not for me. It's okay. That's Brandon. Fine. You, you've been playing a lot of Rage Two. I got 20 hours in it in two days. <laughs> I want to hear what you think about this game, or at least I know what you think. I want you to yeah. tell everybody in chat what you think so far. It is a a good mixed bag. We're gonna use that term. Yeah, okay. All right. If, if a game deserves to be called a mixed bag, I mean it's like fucking rage too. Is like it's like you you know, you bring you bring those forbidden terms out ever so rarely and like <laughs> this is like the one time where it's deserve it. Because what's there is there's a, there is a lot that is just some of the best first person shooter gameplay you will ever play in any game ever. And then there's a lot that's just like you why why did they not learn literally anything from Mad Max that came out four years ago? Or for that matter, anything from Rage One that came out like eight years ago? Like it it, it you know, it inherits a lot of problems from the games that it was built from. And then tax on like almost you know, somewhere around Doom twenty sixteen level combat around all that. You know what's so. interesting? You know what's interesting about Rage 2, Brandon, is um I, I played the first Rage and I actually really enjoyed it. Um and like I know that there were some texture popping issues with the game, but like as far as the actual game itself, it was beautiful. Like it was a gorgeous game. Yeah, I thought it looked um, great when the textures were there. Rage 2 is not what I would call a looker. Oh. Like, I was I was actually quite surprised at how yeah. unimpressive I mean, it does look. Sometimes it does look really good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it looks as bad as some people are saying. I'm, like, I'm, I'm talking. Okay. So like, I should be specific, right? Like some of the NPCs look just like, Ooh, yeah, like, like yeah, what and, happened? Yeah, character, like, character models are bad, like straight up bad. And you posted like, a text. You, you posted a texture yeah. the other day. with was straight up PS2. Yeah, that was weird. I posted that on Twitter earlier, but it was like, it's one of the story missions and you get in like this pod that carries you across like a factory. And when the, the chamber like closes on you, the texture, like the metallic texture, looks eighteen years old. Like it looks, <laughs> it looks like that. something out of like two thousand one PS two. But for the most part, like it, it does look really good sometimes. And like the explosions look amazing. Like it is some of the best looking explosions in any game, and everything explodes. So you see a lot of good looking explosions a lot. The game has a good amount of color for like Rage One was a the grayest game you'll play this side. Brown, yeah, it's yeah. brown and gray, and the skybox was a nice shade of dark blue. But other than that, there was, like, no color in the game whatsoever. So, and I'm not even just talking about, like, the pink, uh, you know, aesthetic that the game has going on. Like, because 
it, like you know how like Uncharted Two is a little bit obsessed with yellow. They're like, okay, you know, if there's yellow, that's where you jump up to climb. Rage Two does the same thing with pink, and like you know, storage containers have pink yeah. lids, and ladders are pink, and uh, buttons that you have to push are pink, and all that's like that. But even just aside from that, like there is a good amount of color. It's not overly vibrant, but I mean, it doesn't look exactly like a post-apocalypse. It, you know, it doesn't look like Mad Max. You you said something really. You were you were talking with Justin in the DM the other day, and you said something really interesting. Uh, when you guys were kind of having a back and forth, and you mentioned that not only did none of the humor land. Oh yeah, the game is not funny. <laughs> you, like like you said that it felt like all the humor had been dropped in there after the marketing was done. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, if anyone's seen the trailers for Rage, it's all Andrew WK, you know, singing with his keyboard and get ready to die and blah, blah, blah. And all this goof, you know, they put the NBA jam announcer as like an unlockable voice pack. And, you know, why? So the, like, <laughs> be, be, why, well, why? You know, First there, off, there is a good why not? question. Why? Because... Without that stuff, the game has no personality whatsoever. Uh, okay. The developers, the developers put very, very little effort into giving the game like an, a unique identity, and so Bethesda's marketing department had to do that job for them. Andrew Straight. WK is a replacement for a personality, though. Yeah, that does exactly. work. So, so the reason why at Bethesda's E3 show last year that you know Andrew WK was up on stage singing is because the game doesn't have much to show for itself. You know, like in terms of like, you know, marketable at atmosphere and personality. The way you describe this thing and the way that I've heard it described from uh, described from other people, it kind of makes me think that like as mu like as amazing as the combat sounds like it's this game's one saving grace. Well, it kind of is because there's a game that's exactly like this that doesn't have good combat and it's Mad Max. Yep. Oh, God, the, oh, the combat in Mad Max was so bad. Yeah. Oh, so the, this game has the exact same structure as Mad Max, except instead of an Arkham style, you know, fists of fury beat em up, it, it's a first person shooter. Do you think but this game, Brandon, would have everything benefited else is the same as Mad Max? Do you think it would have benefited from being a linear shooter as opposed to an open world game? You know what? A lot of people will say yes. And the more I've played it, I've come, I've come around to thinking not. Like this game has to be open world because of how focused it is on upgrading your character and your abilities. Uh, that that no, if this game was a linear shooter, it wouldn't be the same game. I actually like watching gameplay videos of it, and you know, seeing people running around and you know, blasting fucking you know mutants and and bandits away, you know, with you know with a gun in one hand and like you know using those powers in the other hand, it gives me almost kind of a Bioshock vibe. Yeah, there's a little bit. Like they the cooldown abilities feel like plasmids. Um it has like a very bullet storms. It like it doesn't reward you with points necessarily. Like bullet you so you're not but there is a combo meter. And so the, the the faster you're killing people, the more you're building up a combo meter, which charges your overdrive ability, which recharges your health, which allows you to just, you know, stay in combat all the time. And it's essentially the equivalent of like a glory kill mechanic. The glory kill is what lets you, you know, stay in there. Uh, so this game, it's about keeping up your combo and charging overdrive. So that's a little so bit is, like there is a quick flow to the combat, and it does reward aggression. For sure. sounds a little bit like Doom. The uh, you know getting you know getting in there and you know getting those yeah. you know those gory kills you know for extra health. Yeah. 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 
Because yeah, that's your, your, you, you. You can regenerate health. Uh, there's actually there's a lot of ways to regenerate health, which is good because that means taking damage is not all that much of a concern. So, and you're gonna take a lot of damage, like grenade. Uh, the the one thing you'll notice when you play Rage Two is like, holy fuck, the enemies like to throw grenades. It, like it's World at War level of like six grenade icons on your oh, screen God. at the same that time. Sounds, that sounds awful. However. There's an unlockable ability you can get very early in the game where if you melee, it'll like knock the grenade back at the end. <coughs> so, like, there's a point, like, because you can, you know, even though it's throwing grenades at you, it, you can send them back at them. If I had a nickel for every grenade I punched back at an enemy <laughs> in Iraq, yeah. oh, then you just rifle button grenades left and all right. over the fucking place, dude. All over the fucking place. And, uh, and there's an un- ability that lets them home in on them once you knock them back to them. So, like, the the skill tree this this game is the mother of all fucking skill trees like there is like there's like a hundred skill trees in this game it's fucking ridiculous I, like it like like as far as content goes i mean it's like a 50 hour experience right yeah. like if you want to do everything yeah so you can beat the campaign in like 8 hours straight up if you if you if you just go from like campaign marker to campaign marker and you're playing on normal difficulty where it's not very important to like get all the upgrades uh, you can beat the game in like seven or eight hours for sure. That's fucking but, wild for an open world game. Yeah, but that's not the point. The story missions are the same as Mad Max. The, the, there was very few story missions in Mad Max, and they're very short. And you very much quick, you very quickly realize it's not the main point of the game. Did somebody in our group beat Rage Two like super quick, like in eight hours or something, because they just blew through? Or am I misremembering something? Justin beat it pretty quick, didn't he? Somebody did, I thought. But. I believe I it was. I Justin. think I think Justin and I are the only ones playing it. But um, I've that's actually like that's know. the thing in in Mad Max. But in Mad Max, you realize like it's not about the story missions. It's about collecting scrap to upgrade the Magnum Opus. Mad Max was a game about the car, in the yeah. same way Rage Two is a game about the shooting, and the only thing that matters is the shooting. And any way that you want to get around the world to engage in the shooting, that's the intended experience of playing the game. So like if you're just beeline beelining story mission to story mission, that's not really what the developers wanted you to do. I just want to point out to everybody in chat that Brandon actually DM'd everybody a picture of the bad guy General Cross. And that oh, is the most generic dude. looking yeah. fucking villain shit I've ever his, seen. His in head my looks life. like Darth Vader without the mask and then his body looks like a transformer. Like it is thoroughly like <laughs> like sci-fi original film yeah. level it's of pretty yeah. It's pretty, and I like, I saw the picture and I asked, I, I told Brandon, I said, I don't even need you to tell me what his motivation is. I already know it's humanity is now weak. It needs to be replaced by you robots or something. I couldn't something. tell you what his motivation is because I've been skipping all the cutscenes and all the dialogue. <laughs> that shit only gets, it's very, and it's very long. Characters talk a lot. Like really? they just, they don't stop talking and they don't have anything interesting to say, but they say a lot. It's so it's reverse strange. doom. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so here's the thing. They at least Rage 2 lets you press the at whatever key it is on a controller or the F key on a keyboard to skip any line of dialogue from an NPC. Because Doom Doom 2016 didn't. Like when when you were in those exposition rooms. I remember that. Yeah, you like you just had to sit there for 30 seconds and listen to what they had to say. Sorry, yeah. I'm rustling my bag of it's okay of cough drops but yeah here. if there's anything to take away from like overall what rage 2 is about it's about using all of the tools at your disposal to fuck shit up in like the most explosive and over the top way 
humanly possible to just to like to create the most visual chaos on the screen at one time that you can and it's just like it's just like this you know fury of like using this one ability and then switching your shotgun like you're sending dudes up in the air and blasting them in midair you're fucking like you're throwing a black hole at a group of guys and then chucking a grenade over to it you're locking on to like a whole group of guys with your rocket launcher you're hovering in midair you're fucking slamming your fist down on the ground and like creating like a shock wave that throws everyone back like there's so much that you can do in a given situation that i don't know when the combat will get boring because it's been 20 hours and it's not even close to boring it. Like 20, 20 hours of running around shooting guys and it's still interesting. I feel like I haven't used everything that the game has given me. Like I feel like I can experiment a lot more. Uh, you know, like I feel like I can improve as a player to be more efficient. Like there's a lot of depth to the combat. How, how many towns are in the game, by the way? Like I know there's yeah, a so this is another barrel. Yeah, uh, it's a very, this is a disappointing part of the game because there's, I believe, four and they're very unimportant. The, mm. you, you know, like in the same way that that going to Wellspring in Rage 1 felt like kind of a waste of time. You're like, what the hell am I doing here? Like just like yeah, put, put me do. back in another bandit den and let me throw wing sticks at mutants. Like why yeah. am I talking to these people? So Rage 2 feels like the same way. Like you get to Wellspring and there's a bunch of NPCs around and there's like a marketplace where you can, you know, trade your junk and whatever. But like you just, you just, while you're walking around talking to NPCs, you're just like, okay, get me back out there. <laughs> and there, there's not much to see in them. Like there's nothing to explore. It's, they're just places where NPCs live. That's disappointing. I was hoping there would be more to do out in the out in the open world as opposed to like, you know, like I, I know I like I know the combat's great, but I was hoping there would be more meat on the bones other than sure. like, you know, I go mean, sure. explode this gas station, go, you know, kill this mutant den, like that's what know. it is. Yeah. You're going from yeah. gas station to mutant den to back to town to trade in all your junk and get new quests and upgrade your weapons and health and stuff and then you go back out and you do more quests. Like how big is the map? Like 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 it's, real estate wise like it is small but difficult to navigate because nothing there's no straightforward paths lots of turns um lots of areas you can't drive across like we're talking most of the map that isn't the road is bottomless pits that you'll just fall into so you can't so, you know so like so imagine like a, <laughs> if you're trying to get around a grand theft auto game and anything on the map that wasn't a road was a bottomless pit. There are like, bottomless pits in an open world game. Yeah. Has yeah. that like it's ever it's happened before? I can't huh. think of anything. I think I think Mad Max had the same. But Why not, would not, Mad Max have bottomless pits? I, yeah, I think there was parts <laughs> where you could just like fall off the world in Mad. Oh, I don't oh remember. God. It's been four years since I played Mad Max. That's outstanding. But Mad Max had a lot more flat open desert that you could just drive at almost full speed across whereas rage 2 has lots of like just you know it's either like uh water or uh trees that you can't literally can't drive or or like i said bottomless pits so most of the time you have to stick on the road and you have to follow the path and it's a very winding you know not straightforward at all path. i'm sorry so yeah that sucks however there's a vehicle you get that just lets you fly wherever you want and, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. I mean, and once you get that vehicle, you can just make a straight beeline from that marker to that marker. bottomless pits? And you can fly over the bottomless pits. Derek, the more, 
Derek no, Moore, it, it, it absolutely does not make sense for there to be the bottomless pits. The world is very poorly designed and not fun to travel through at all. This this might be like the like <laughs> just put like it acid pools or something. Mixed, I don't know. It's one of the most mixed games I've ever played because it, it feels like when I think about it, it's like I have the devil on my shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder, being like the angel's like the combat, the rocket launcher, the shotgun, and then you got the fucking devil on the other shoulder, being like <laughs> the driving, the open world, the quality of life, the lack of a flashlight. Like there's all this shit. Oh, the lack like, of a flashlight, Brandon. I didn't and even realize that. The game is dark. That. The game is really dark. There is like when it's black, you can't see shit, and there's no flashlight, and they hide collectible items in pitch black darkness it's there was a video branded of some guy just firing his weapons over and over navigating a place by the muzzle flashes that was me i posted that video oh was that you yes, i didn't realize I that was you that. yes i that's posted fucking that amazing that's amazing that's what, a, what a fucking design oversight did not include a flashlight it's, it's, well here's the thing it doesn't they don't the game doesn't need a flashlight you have a focus mode that you if you hold down control the character will hold his arm up and it'll, you know, you can like see outlines of enemies through walls. It's detective mode or whatever you want to call it. They could, they could make that emit like a, you know, an aura of light around you, but it doesn't. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, so it's things like that. It's the, the game can be extremely annoying when you're not, you know, blowing shit up with a rocket launcher. This is a definite wait for sale for me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no, it, like, yeah, exactly. I'll get around to it eventually. If, you, but... if you're not a diehard like FPS aficionado who like you know gets all giggly over the thought of like one of the best shotguns ever made in a video game, then yeah, just wait. I thought you were gonna say diehard rage fan, and I was like, there are none of those because <laughs> <laughs> the original game wasn't Aaron good. Paul, like, yeah, Aaron Paul is the only diehard yeah, rage. Pretty is much. my favorite game of all time. Love that fucking game. It's the best. Ugh. Go ahead, Derek. I was gonna say if we can, if if we don't mind, if I go back briefly, we're talking about what we were playing. Um, and I left one thing out. What did you leave it, out? I've been playing Borderlands Two recently. It's not a good game. Did you play a lot of Borderlands? Wait, hold on a minute. Bro- yeah, I I went back to it, and uh, I went back to it. Is an amazing game. No, it's not because yeah, Borderlands Three is coming up, and I was like, I'm gonna go back to Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two has some of the worst gunplay. I have literally ever it's experienced it at first. It's bad. really bad. It's incredibly bad. Like it's like um, it doesn't feel as good as like you know Doom uh, 2016. No, it doesn't example, feel but... as good as Unreal One back no, in 1998. That's no, that's it's not. Hyperbole. No, it's Dio, not. Dio in chat put it put it great. It's serviceable. That's exactly what it is. It's serviceable. It's, it's serviceable fine. in that if you press a button. A, a a bullet fires out and it does damage to the enemy, so it does technically do its job. But it's slow, it's floaty. None of that makes design sense for an open world game like Borderlands is by construction. Um, the the gunplay is not good. The writing is not good. Um, I like I, the writing in Borderlands too. It's I, I mean I it's not as hyperbolically bad as a lot of people on the internet make it out to be. Uh, but I'm not. A fan. I love the the slight vape in the background. Thank you, Brandon. You got it. I'm bringing bringing the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you're terraforming. I love it. But um, but um, I I I fear that the game got along on basically Skinner box style like loot mechanics. Uh, just thankfully freed of super predatory like monetization 
like programs. Uh, that's not even really the way I want to phrase that, but y'all get what I'm getting. I mean, at. maybe it is because you have to follow Randy Pitchford for shift. Code. That's the fucking yeah. true. But um, I refuse to follow Randy Pitchford, so I'm not ever getting any shift codes. Yeah, I'm not. Um, so, I mean, I, I was sitting here like, look, everyone is super hyped about Borderlands 3. I'm going to remind myself I'm going to go back to Borderlands 2, which sold like more copies than anything that I love. I, and... Yeah, I feel like there was people that doubted the success of Borderlands 2. No, it was it was <laughs> going to do I'm not well. Saying, but just like people in general, like that. Game, yeah, that game like, was you a know, big deal for your direct, I I think Direct Feed makes a really good point in chat. He said Borderlands 2 is a product of its time. A decade ago, it was revolutionary, and now it's standard and basic shit. I mean, there I, there are games from two decades ago that are that are mainstream I, with better shooting mechanics. I, I don't again, know about it. you can go back to Unreal One, no, and they had this shit figured out better in no, terms of no, actual no, gunplay. No, no. Yeah, like um, hit feedback and hit. Yeah, no, it's all better. Like I do. Like, yeah. like, I, 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 I shooters, but that's. Like Borderlands, what Borderlands Two did as a structured game was a yeah, generation yeah, yeah, yeah. of its time. And the funny thing is, I think that the structure stuff is what holds up. It's the actual gameplay sure. that doesn't. That but like, you know, even in 2011, yeah, people are like, it's kind yeah. of floaty. It's kind of like, eh, it's slow. It's, okay. it's floaty. The guns don't feel that great to shoot. It's fun when you get a new gun and it shoots it vastly different. But takes a lot of bullets but... to kill things, and you just see a lot of numbers come off them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like it's like playing Diablo Three. You know what I mean? Like, is that's Diablo? Exactly, well, I mean that—that's exactly what the game is. Right, like. and I don't think Diablo Three is a good game. So, it's you know, I, I strongly dis I strongly like fucking disagree with you. It's—it's it's yeah. not a bad thing. game, but it's not a great game. Like, give what me Diablo Three. What was that fucking Boilermaker? Uh, I mean, <laughs> whiskey <laughs> and beer. Fucking, <laughs> did you drop some codeine in there? No, I'm being I, a little I, overly I'm rough on Diablo Three. I am for Blizzard polish. So, like, just how. Diablo 3 feels is perfect. Direct direct feed. Okay, so both of these things in chat are true. Diablo 3 is fun co-op. I actually love the console version. I love, especially, I love playing that co-op. Um, and it did improve so much with Reaper of Souls. It but, did. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, if all you're doing is making numbers go up and then back down and then back up because I got new gear with higher numbers, like, that's not... I, I don't like that um, at all. I don't think that's good... Um, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's good. So, like, I'm, I went back to Borderlands 2. Like, maybe I'm going to get myself excited for Borderlands 3, despite Randy Pitchford being a not-great human being. Um, and no. Shout-out to uh, Glorious War just subbed with Twitch Prime. We appreciate that. Um, I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. I actually I'm very I don't know white. what that was either. Um, I'm very white. So, so here's, here's something I interesting I wanted to tell you. So, I was talking earlier uh, on Twitter about Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Um. I, you guys know. Everybody in chat knows. I'm a final fan. I'm a Final Fantasy stan. Like I fucking love everything about. Final, I'm even playing 12 on Switch right now because it's still a Final Fantasy game. So I'm gonna fucking play it on Switch. And one of the better um, ones. What's that? And one of the better ones. Here's the thing about 12, right? Like, I hadn't played it in a while. I like it's. You know, it, it it's grown on me a little bit. It's still never gonna. It's never gonna be my favorite Final Fantasy. Um, it's just, it's, it's just not going to happen. But you know, you know what the funny thing is, is replaying 12 is actually highlighting a bunch of the flaws that 10 had and 10, I feel like 10 hmm. is maybe, I feel like I'm starting to like final fantasy 12 more than 10. Um, simply because there are, I mean, there are things about 12 that I always did. Like I always like character design, for example, and I always hated it in 10. 
I absolutely loathe characters. I feel like the character design in Final Fantasy X were just emblematic of all of Nomura's worst excesses. Um, just fucking. Oh, he got worse afterwards, but you can see where it was coming from. I mean, dude, Lulu is peak Nomura. See, I think Lulu is like the best character in the game. Oh no, she no, is. Like, like, she's the, she's I, the I, most I, interesting. Yeah. She's the most interesting character in the game. But that's no, fucking... I mean like visual design wise. I you know what the funny thing is? If Lulu was in a cast of of completely different other like other characters than we got in Final Fantasy X, I'd agree with you. Her design is fantastic, but like Nomura I, I, I made her. <laughs> so oh, I know. His well, pan, his weird pants thing is going oh, on. No. Well, hold hold on, hold on. Hold on. Which character is this? Titus. Oh, Titus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Pants? By the way, by the way, I say Titus because Titus just I, sounds fucking stupid. I don't know what it is. It's good because Titus is fucking stupid. So I thought it was Titus because the game has so much to do with water. So yeah, that's think. what I thought, too. That's what you would think. Yep. Because be, because his, you know, these married characters names are usually named after elements like, you know, Squall, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, Cloud, uh, Terra, uh, Earth. Lightning. Earth is Earth. Aerith, yeah, but um, Titus. Titus. It, it, it's, let's face it, it's fucking Titus. I say I Titus. I, I said Titus. It's when Titus. It out, and then other people convinced me it was Titus. Go back. To, I mean, you go back to the original, like the way it's written out in Japanese. It's Titus. Because everything in Japanese is written phonetically. So it's Titus. It's very specific. It sucks. It's Titus. It's Titus. Yeah. Um, anyway. But, but my original point was is I actually just picked up Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I, I'm not an MMO guy by any stretch of the imagination, and I've held off on this one for a long time. But um, the idea of just a huge, ever-growing Final Fantasy world inhabited by, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people just really, I mean, do really. You, do you have the thousands of hours to put into the game to actually get, like the Kefka fight? Yeah. So, like, so, so from what I've heard, you can actually like purchase your way to level 60 now oh that's true yeah i guess the expansions make it easier to get through old content. yeah and you can like and you can and like and like you can pay to like skip the entire mains and just get right to the end game yeah sure just like the way wow does you buy the newest expansion they give you exactly that's what i'm gonna do that's what i'm gonna yeah. do okay, fair um, see I, I i my thing is yeah I'm, I'm looking at this this uh i don't know if it's the latest update or something from the expansion that's coming up but i saw um the the like I saw a party beating X Death in a raid, um, and then him like disappearing, and then hold on, hold on, hold on. You could fight X Death in a raid. He's apparently Dude, one of the I raid bosses. There's there's tons of legacy bosses. I know you could fight Kefka. I didn't realize X Death was in yes X Death, and you beat him, and he becomes Neo X Death, and he is a faithful three dimensional recreation of the Neo X Death design. I gotta look and there this is this right super dope video clip where like he disappears out into the void and then the platform in the middle of nothingness that you're fighting, everything fades to black and you see like, it looks like glass breaking in the blackness and then you see the hand break through and tear now open and he comes through. I gotta see it. It's so good. Holy shit. Yeah, that it's great. Fucking cool. So I love everything about Final Fantasy 14 other than I wish I had the time to play it because the time it would take me to play that I could play like a dozen other entire games. Um, 
Now, what about like, um, what about uh, bosses like uh, Zeramus or Chaos or? I don't know. I know Cloud of Darkness. I saw Cloud of Darkness as a fantastic. Uh, this is design. Ba- this game basically comes off to me as Final Fantasy. Oh my god! It that is. battle theme, that FF14 Neo X death battle theme. Yeah, oh it's so god. good. It's so uh, good. Yes, well, Neo X has yes, a great battle is. theme, so I'm gonna have to fucking listen to that as oh, soon as we're done so here. Good. Yeah. I actually, I actually saw the uh, the Kefka fight. And uh, and like and, and dude, it's got like the it's got it's got you know the um, those tiered creatures in the background, just like you know the actual like oh it's so fucking good. That was actually what sold. I was like okay, I can't fucking pass this up anymore. Yeah. But I, I but I picked that up and I'm gonna I'm gonna put as much time into it as I can just because I'm a huge. Everybody knows me in Final Fantasy, dude. Yeah. But speaking of Final Fantasy, you know what we you know what we actually haven't had a chance to talk about yet on this podcast is the new Final Fantasy VII trailer. Didn't we last week? I don't think we did last week. As part of the um, did the PlayStation we? thing that happened right beforehand? We, yeah, we talked about it a little bit at the did end. Did we talk about it? Yeah, I'm sick. I'm, I'm sick. As fu- I'm, I feel like shit right now. So if we did, I apologize. <laughs> I feel like pure ass right now. I saw somebody mention it in the chat. So I don't if know we, if we've already talked about it. You know, whatever. You know, what we you know what we haven't talked about is the uh, Sony and Microsoft uh, merger. Um, merger well, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> don't phrase that correct. so dangerously <laughs> wow um yeah so, this is so, the one news item really from the last week i feel like it's been a relatively low-key news from, week aside from the splinter cell thing we'll get to that yeah but uh so i've got an article here from engadget and i'm going to read it as best i can uh, i feel like my throat is bleeding right now but says, uh, in an unlikely turn of events, Microsoft and Sony announced today that they are to tackle the future of entertainment. The companies are planning to work together to build future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure that will support gaming and content streaming. Sony will also use Microsoft data centers for its existing game and streaming platforms. The agreement could open up the possibility of cross-play in the future, despite previous reluctance between the competing firms. The partnership effectively allows Sony to tap Microsoft's technology to help with areas that the company has struggled with. Sony has taken heat for years over slow download speeds, something that typically hasn't plagued Xbox owners, using using Azure data centers and eventually moving over to Microsoft's cloud solutions, should allow Sony to focus on its own platform rather than trying to solve technical issues. Sony will also tap Microsoft's artificial intelligence services to improve the user interface in its products. So what does Microsoft get out of the deal? Aside from adding a major customer to its already very profitable cloud business, the company will gain access to Sony's image sensors. And by the way, like Sony makes more money yeah. off selling their image sensors than they yes. do anything else. Yes. Um, which kind of kind of threw me for a loop. Sony's but Sony's so- digital imaging technology is is a core of their business on the enterprise side. So um oh god. You mind if I take the first crack at this, John? Please, I need to give my throat yeah. a rest anyway. So here's the deal. I think, and I think this article does it too, um, but I think many of the articles and media takes I've seen have put maybe an overly, like, capital G gaming culture spin on this. Um, there is nothing technologically preventing cross-play between Sony and Xbox right now, despite what that article talks about this helping pave the way. Um, I mean, because we're seeing this already between other platforms. Sony's just as a company is choosing to hold out. Um, I would like to believe that this move is showing that maybe Sony's going to open up some of their closed garden that they've got set up. But 
Um, this this has nothing to do really with the gaming side of things uh, in in any meaningful way that a lot of consumers are likely to care about. This is back end and enterprise stuff. Um, Sony, as an electronics and enterprise company, is assisting Microsoft as a an electronics and information enterprise company in developing their server and and cloud like data streaming technology that will have application for gaming down the road. Um, I think one of the better takes I've seen is um, actually in relation to Google Stadia. Uh, we know that Google has their streaming focused game like platform coming out. Um, and we know that uh, Microsoft is looking into that territory and Sony has tried to look into it. Um, we know that both of these companies are better off working together to develop this technology and then Sony licensing, you know, um, you know, basically the service from Microsoft and developing it themselves. And Microsoft gains by having a, a really big, I mean, Sony's not the biggest name in consumer electronics anymore because other than, say, their cameras, um, they're really not much of a market leader in any, oh, and PlayStation, of course, they're not much of a market leader in any given consumer electronics category, but they are still an enterprise giant. They are still a, uh, a tremendous uh, designer and manufacturer of parts, uh, especially their image sensors. Um, you know, so they are a, a very valuable partner for Microsoft. But I just want to make this clear. A lot of people, I, I keep seeing these takes of like, oh, you know, we're going to see Game Pass on PlayStation and we're going to see cross-play and like, hang tight, y'all. <laughs> hang tight. Yeah. The we're not there. Conclusions. Yeah. The, the takes on Twitter over this were hilarious. Um, you know, and it, what really got me were people who were upset. Did you guys see the people who were actually angry about this? They're dumb. Oh, can I answer one quick question that's in chat real quick? You can, please. Um, so Yasuni Blam is asking, why do they specifically mention gaming? Um, and I think the answer to that is probably relatively mundane. It's going to be helpful for streaming services in the vein of PlayStation Now. Um, it's not going to be so that you can log into Xbox Game Pass on your PlayStation 4 and, and play your play anywhere version of Crackdown 3, uh, which is, I think, where a lot of big gaming fans want to move. Uh, but what it really means is that a lot of, like, if Sony, because let's be clear, part of the future of gaming is going to be streaming. Um, yep. That's not going to overtake physical consoles and physical games, uh, especially not, not for a very, very, very with long the time. internet infrastructure. I mean, I have a data cap. I have a one terabyte data cap. Totally. I, I certainly couldn't do that. Yep. But um, but for people, PlayStation services will no. Yes, that's exactly correct. PlayStation services will exist on servers directly tied to Microsoft. But what that means for you as a gamer, um, as a consumer, primarily means that Sony's services will benefit from better infrastructure. It is good for you, but put that in the correct perspective, right? Sony is going to have Microsoft's level of technology and level of support for their services. And I mean, sure, be hyped for cross saves. Again, like the fact that Sony's willing to partner with Microsoft is good. Um, I'm just warning you that this has nothing to do with whether or not you see Sony or Microsoft games on each other's systems, yeah, or you see cross play like or cross save. 
This isn't um, like a switch situation where you're going to start seeing like, you know, Lucky's Tail or, you know, Cuphead yeah. or Ori pop up. Um, this is, uh, and, and honestly, this is something that Sony's needed for a while because, I mean, you guys know I, I love my PS4, but I mean, their online infrastructure has traditionally been shit. Like it's yeah. just, it, it's to, to, and that's probably putting it gently. It's it's not very Remember good. us trying to get Resident Evil 5 going co-op and stream? You, well, do you remember do you remember the big Sony hack of 2011? Oh, um, but uh, it was 2011, right? Twenty. Yeah, sure. Was it 20? No, it was 2011. It was 2011. It was a uh, year. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it was like a, what, like five months that the fucking network was down, basically. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, they have they have always needed some help with that, and Microsoft are pioneers in this kind of thing. Uh, so I think it's going to be good for everybody. Um, but I don't think that you are going to see any, you know, fucking, you know, cross pollination of games. Um, and I think the reason you're seeing it with, with the switch is because even though they're partnering with Sony in this regard, these two are still competitors. Nintendo is not directly competing with Sony or Microsoft. That's not their goal. Microsoft's um, never seen it that way either. They've published Microsoft titles. Age of Empires was on the DS when the Xbox was a thing. Like Microsoft has published games on Nintendo systems before now. Um, yeah, you know. Now it, it's in the future. I think it's entirely possible if uh, if Xbox becomes a service to maybe see that service on PlayStation. But they've already specified that there is another Xbox coming. So I mean, you're not going to see that happen for at least another decade, I would guess. Um, and we, and, and, you know, like this is all premature. Cause I mean, you know, we don't know what the future holds for, you know, the X, you know, you know, the next Xbox console, we don't even know anything about the PS five yet. Um, but, uh, you know, well, I guess we have specs for the PS five, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think people are, people are getting way too excited about this. Although it is, it is really cool. Um, and it's interesting to see those bridges being built. Um, I just don't like what what they're what they're hauling across the bridge they've built is something entirely different than what people are expecting i think um and i think people are setting themselves up for disappointment uh but the people who are angry at this are are, are the ones that make me laugh <laughs> you know it's like like you know oh we're not supposed you know we're, we're we're supposed to hate each other we're we're supposed to we're supposed to be mad and, and like you know these are competitors why would you give your competitor access to your to your cloud server it's like you know this are you is, a fucking shareholder why do you care it's console wars, dude. Exactly. Console wars shit. Is there like, is there anything? Oh, the fucking Splinter Cell shit. I I actually really want to talk about the Splinter Cell thing. Yeah. Um. So if we uh, agree that we've run out of things to say about Microsoft and Sony, it's cool stuff. It's mostly back end. We should yeah, be like, overly excited at this point because we'll find out more actual hard details in the future. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like for the Sony Microsoft story, um, like from an impact standpoint, it's really big, but from a meat and potato standpoint, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. Um, and before we wrap up, I think we'll probably wrap up early because my voice is fucking I'm just about done. Um, but I want to talk about the, uh, the splinter cell thing. Uh, Brandon, what is his name? I can't remember his name. Um, the dev yeah. who tweeted about splinter cell this past week. Oh, I saw the tweet, but I, I didn't really pay that close attention to who even said it. I can't. If somebody in chat could, I don't me, remember the name. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but um, one of the devs for Splinter Cell tweeted out, you know, basically, like he changed his Twitter banner to to Splinter Cell, and he changed his uh, he changed his avatar to Sam Fisher, 
um, and he tweeted out, you know, well, hey, basically, hey, we're working on Splinter Cell. You know, it's, it's happening right now, blah, blah, blah. And then he tweeted, don't retweet this. I might be in trouble. And, uh, and so everybody starts freaking out. And we were freaking out in the DM too. Um, you know, everybody was like, holy shit, fucking Splinter Cell. And then I think it was an hour later, uh, Ubisoft came out and said, well, you know, it's just a joke between friends. You know, there's no actual Splinter Cell here. There's no fire. You know, I, I, I know that you see all the smoke, but there's nothing actually happening here. Do we believe that? Let me put it this way. If that was just a joke and not a tease specifically for a Splinter Cell game that's in development, then it was a joke that is entirely separate from the fact that there's a Splinter Cell game that's in development that there's will probably be revealed soon. There's um, absolutely a Splinter Cell that's, game. There's a Splinter Cell game coming. I mean, it's, it's, it's the only one of the those leaked Walmart titles that hasn't come true yet. And uh, yeah, I was going to say Walmart Canada is like got a perfect <laughs> record so far, right? Yeah, right, like <laughs> give like them a happening. Twitter account. Like it, you don't but, you don't you don't need to pretend that hard. You know, you don't need to pretend that hard that we're stupid. Okay? Like it's it's clearly fucking happening and I agree with you, Derek. It's probably going to be announced at e, at E3 and it's probably going to be on Microsoft stage if I had to wager a guess. Um yeah. Well, there ain't going to be a PlayStation stage, so... Nope. Um, although, is Ubisoft doing a conference this year? I don't remember. I think are so. Because they? they've, uh, they've got some other unannounced titles that are coming. Um, one, of which is I, one of which I really hope is a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids, uh, because I fucking love that game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Splinter Cell. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously a thing. I, I don't understand why you would... Like, they have to know how in demand, like, how desired a, a new Splinter Cell is. So I don't imagine, I can't imagine why you would make that joke and get people worked up and, th and then say, oh, never mind. Like, like I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to wrap my head around this one. I'm with Sam in chat. Uh, if this is a joke, it's a particularly cruel and poorly thought out. Like, it's not I funny agree. at all. Because they know, there's a ton of demand for it. It's it's not something that people are asking for out of the blue because we both had, um, you know, the all the different leaked games that came out of the Walmart Canada listings. Um, we had Michael Ironside reprising Sam Fisher uh, for some bonus content in the last uh, Ghost Recon, like post release. Right. Brandon, do you remember for sure? Not really. Yeah, I don't remember if it was post. I think it was post release stuff. It was like the Predator thing. Um, they had like so, a, a mission or two, but like Ghost Recon, and it's been a like a while since Blacklist. It's been a hot minute. Uh, it's been, it's been uh, a six years? Was that yeah. 2013 or 2012 even? Maybe seven years. Yeah, I mean it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Glorious Warren Chat made a he pointed out uh, Splinter Cell is not happening anytime soon. Jason said so on. It was August 2013. Center. Yeah, six years um, almost. Jason Schreier. Uh, is generally a pretty reliable guy. Um, and he has said that Splinter Cell isn't happening anytime soon. So maybe, I, I, you know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility, actually, that, that this was a joke. And if it is, what a shitty fucking joke. It's kind of like, weird to me that Ghost Recon is a bigger Tom Clancy franchise than fucking Splinter Cell is. Yeah, everything else Bigger, Tom Clancy that they're doing and no Splinter Cell. It's, yeah, yeah. They got the, I mean, the Division is huge and Ghost Recon. Everything other than Jason Schreier saying it's not happening, like, 
lines up to this. So let me put it this way. If there's not a Ghost Recon happening, then what the fuck is Ubisoft doing? They could like like but he said not anytime soon. So they could conceivably announce it with like a little a little, you know, sizzle reel. And then it it could conceivably be a next gen game. Um, yeah, you know, because I mean, I mean, you know, the fucking gen, we're at the tail end of the gen. I mean, this is the last full year of this current generation. Um, you know, next fall, we're going to start seeing new consoles get, you know, get, you know, get, get released. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that this is a, maybe even a launch game for the next generation. Um, just a kind of like Assassin's Creed Black Flag was, uh, at the start of this one. Um, so who knows, you know, um, I think we're we've probably run out of our run out of topics tonight, and I, I'm also just feeling like total ass. Yeah, you sound like you're uh, dying. And I want and ready tomorrow for our more brand or, or Derek. What's what's happening tomorrow, man? So we have a brand new morning show um, because John's availability has kind of opened up a bit, and he's got Friday mornings open. Um, me, and him, and Reb, John and do... Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah, and Kathy Lee Gifford and Ricky Lake are going to be doing um, uh, a morning show every other Friday is the goal. Um, Right now, it's just going to be the SDGC morning show. The idea is maybe to pick like one or or two larger and more casual topics and have more of a lighthearted, save the newsier stuff for the show and more of like the recent release game discussion for the show. And make it a more chill morning thing. We'll see how it goes. It's it's an experiment, so we will see how it goes. Everything is subject to change, uh, and obviously, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be great. And if we wake up and you're just feeling like death, we may not be able to do it. No, um, no, I'll be fine. I'll be uh, fine. I'm, I'm actually feeling. I was feeling worse yesterday. Uh, okay, today, so I'm on the mend. I hope it stays that way. But, but um, like, keep an eye but, on Twitter. Uh, I've got my fucking. I've got my honey lemon ginger zinger tea. God, drink you ready up. to go. Drink my you hot toddy, my dude. My, my honey, my, you know, my throat coat ready to go. Get your whiskey. Get your honey. Get your lemon. You get know, your tea. I actually bought ice cream to eat for breakfast. That's. Man, I wish I had a sore throat. It's a fucking baller move, dude. It's a fucking baller move. And here's the the deal, too, right? Like, it's Halo Top uh, cookie dough. So, dude, 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 you can eat a whole thing of Halo Top, and it's like 320 calories. It's so good. It's that's low. That's less calories than like the breakfast that I make of like eggs and bacon and potatoes and stuff. Like, I'm eating the fuck out of that Halo Top on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be, do it. It's gonna be fucking fantastic. But yeah, no. So we have our we have our morning show tomorrow, and that begins when Derek. I think the goal is to start at 9 a.m. Eastern 9 time. 9 a.m. Eastern time. So for you folks who are at work tomorrow, sitting at your desk, sitting at your computer, we will, SDGC will be live tomorrow. Wake up with and, some chill SDGC jams. And I think there's next, no music. There's I think no next jams. Thursday, next Thursday is when we got to do E3 predictions. Oh, it's, it's, it is about to be time for some E3 predictions. It's time. Right. I, already, I already know that Tom Johnson is down. Uh, and maybe we'll get a friend from IGN on the show. Who knows? Um, but uh, but E3 is coming up, and we are going to be kicking off some predictions next week. Uh, and of course, as always, uh, Sam will be there for the morning show. Hell yeah, Sam, that's what, we're, that's what I'm talking about. And uh, of course, uh, we always live stream the conferences, and so we'll be doing that again this year. Uh, 
that's all I got. Um, if you haven't subbed to the channel already, uh, you know, we're, we will never pressure you to do anything. But if you haven't and you want to, I'm not going to tell you. You can't. Hit us with that free Twitch Prime sub. Yeah. Send us to PAX. Like, do send it. us to... We aren't. We probably aren't going to be able... We are not going to be able to... We're definitely not going to be able to make it to E3 this year. No. Um, but we are going to PAX West. We are going to do PAX so. West. There'll be a couple of us to PAX West. Help send us to PAX West. Um, and, you know, I mean, continued support will get us back to E3. You know, it's yep. uh, it's expensive to travel. Got to pay out of pocket for stuff. And I'll go That's ahead fine. and tease you guys. Kicking's hard style in '78. Pax West ain't all we got going on this year. Who knows? Maybe maybe we might maybe we might be back on kind of funny this year. John, Who are you knows? flying more than once? I'm not. I'm not. I you know. I just I'm throwing it out there. Maybe maybe things are in the works. Who knows? I don't know what's gonna happen. But I, all I'm doing is throwing it out there that maybe we might be on kind of funny again. Uh, who knows? Maybe George Clooney's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> it's totally happening. Uh, but anyway, we will be back uh, right here uh, tomorrow night. No, in tomorrow less than night, 12 tomorrow hours. Morning, tomorrow morning. Jesus Christ. Oh. We're going to be right back here in like 12 hours, 11, 12 hours. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, if uh, Brandon, you got anything else, man? No, he's dead. <laughs> Brandon died. No. I, my mic was muted. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I think uh, yeah, just just bitter silence works as well. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> All right. Well, if nobody has anything else, Derek, you want to do the you want to do the sign off? Yeah. It's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we do always keep it real. So until next time, have a good one, y'all.